And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a writer, producer, director from such shows as The Daily Show and Full Frontal with Samantha B. It's Miles Kahn. And he's a comedian whose generosity of spirit and overall positive attitude is fueled and in many ways inspired by a metric fuck ton of cocaine. It's Josh Gondelman. Tone Zone is here to show us how he preps for the show by slathering his entire body with baby oil. And her husband Daniel saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rose. Hello, my little peanut butter blossoms. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon! By Danielle Fort. In case you're wondering what a peanut butter blossom is, it is one of those uh, cookies. It's like a peanut butter cookie and it has uh, a Hershey's Kiss in the top. And Jenna Kim Jones, former regular on the show and someone that was bequeathed to me by one of today's guests, we'll get into that makes those cookies, gives wow. them out during the holidays. That's right. Uh, and yes, I am on Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff, all sorts of different reward levels. You can get bonus episodes of my Patreon bonus podcast, The Friend Zone. It is juicy. It is gossipy. It is behind the scenes We answer your questions. Uh, everyone that you love on the show has been a guest and other people too. No, mostly people that you love on the show. And then also there's like, ask me anythings. Nothing off limits. And uh, even stuff you don't want to know is there, too. I really know how to sell it. And then there's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. Uh, You can see videos of the Thursday show. In fact, right now, if people are rolling their eyes, you could be seeing that right now. Uh, And uh, if you subscribe for a year, you get two months free. That's a good deal. Very excited to welcome my guest to the show, Josh Gondelman. Hello. Hello. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. People who subscribe to the the Patreon tier with the video will see me like really grooving to the theme song. I couldn't help but notice when Daniel mentioned the cocaine, you speaking of rolling eyes, are are you trying to get away from that? It's been plaguing you for years. You don't want people to know about that? Wildly (laughs) untrue is the whole thing about it. That is... That's the only oh. thing. I didn't know where it was going. And then I was like, of course, there it is. So I did roll my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. That's what I go for with every joke is a <laughs> nice, healthy eye roll. <laughs> I couldn't tell the eyes were rolling because they were so dilated from cocaine. Okay. See, these are the <laughs> kinds of things that people get the wrong idea. There's, I think it's about, I think it's going to hit a tipping point if it hasn't already, because this is a a bit a Matkoff bit that was then adopted by Paul F. Tompkins, who started a um uh change.org petition to get me to do cocaine, <laughs> uh, which immediately got one thousand signatures and then was taken down um because you're not allowed to do that. And <laughs> so there have been these rumors that I'm an uh outrageous, rampant cocaine user. Untrue. But now we're getting to the point, I think, where that might be the only reason someone has heard of me. And that is, um, that's going to be a problem in my life. I can feel it coming. Have you, have you considered maybe just starting to do cocaine? Because why not at this point? I mean, 
it the reasons that I'm not doing it are not reputational. That's not oh. the main thing holding <laughs> me back from a life of rampant <laughs> nose drug usage. What is the main thing? And I'm not arguing for it. Right. I understand. I think that's a fair question. Um, I mean, I have trouble, like, you know, I'm not, when I eat ice cream, I have trouble Mm. knowing my limits. So I feel like a a stimulant of that caliber, I wouldn't moderate well. Yes. I think that's smart. Thank you. There's no reason for it. I don't think there's a lot of reason no, for me to start doing cocaine at this us, point in my life. Especially yeah. not now with rainbow fentanyl. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I got I so much of that on Halloween. Yeah. I didn't even know what to do with <laughs> I it. I just gave it to the kids in my building. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would also like to say hello and welcome to the show, Miles Kahn. Hello. 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 A vintage guest. You had been an in-person guest on mm-hmm. Allison Rosen is your new best friend, the uh, live streaming internet version in my apartment in Brooklyn. You have a secret talent, haircutting, and you gave me a haircut live on the show. Yep. And I went back and we'll get into this. And I was looking at emails and there were like tons of viewers of that episode because Ustream put us on the front show after Ashton Kutcher's something or other. So I didn't realize. So we we had like a good we had a good lead in. We had twenty two thousand viewers <laughs> of the wow. haircut. That's wow, yeah. wow, it's crazy. That's I know. impressive. I know. Um, do you still do haircuts? I do my own hair. My okay. yeah, my wife won't let me cut her hair, and it was it was a thing I did in college for beer. I, it was like a talent I just sort of taught myself, and I was the guy in the dorm who could cut hair and. It was like a six pack of haircut and it, mm-hmm. it, it was just a handy little thing. And I haven't cut, I haven't been to a barber or a salon since I'm like 16. I've just always cut my own hair. And your hair looks good. You've got well, good hair. Oh, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. You, I, you know what? I better be good at it because I've been doing it for 30 freaking years. <laughs> I'm sure this came up. Yeah. 50 years ago or however, whenever that was, it was 2009. But how did you teach yourself? I, I went to, I remember I went to like a salon. It was called Lords and Ladies. <laughs> just, just remembering this. Lords and Ladies hair salon. <laughs> and um, I was growing my hair out at the time. I was like 15 or 16. And I had like kind of like a Prince Valiant haircut. And it looked really silly on me. I Because it was very thick and I didn't know what to do with it. So it's just big, boofy, thick, buffant hair. And um the hairdresser was like, oh, no, it looks great. It's really coming along awesome. And then I heard her talk to my mom when I was in the other room. She's like, I really, he should really cut it. It's really bad. And I was like, so I was like, I no longer trusted anyone around my hair. And I was like, you know what? I've watched this woman do her work. I don't think it's that freaking hard. I'm going to figure this thing out. And so I just kind of like experimented and figured it out and found a system. Wow. Yeah. Because you wow. <laughs> it's not it's not that hard and not that good a story. Now, a no, Prince Valiant. I'm yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'm forgetting what Prince Valiant hair is. Is it like, like straight length. across? Okay. No, it's like shoulder length and it just looked goofy on me. I was just like real goofy. I, th- I think Allison, are you thinking of a Caesar? No, I'm little straight across bangs. No, I know what a Caesar is. I'm I'm thinking of um I'm thinking of something that like the dolls in or the marionettes in um, 
Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood had. I'm thinking mm. of like something that little Lego figures would, it would just snap on, like straight across bangs and then like a male, like a Buster Brown haircut, like uh, sort of like a bob, like shoulder length uh, on the side. And then, a st- then straight across bangs. Allison, I've, I have a question for you. I can't recall how I convinced you to do that or why. Do you remember any of that? Like I think I did. I think I needed a trim. Okay. And I think it came up that you trimmed hair or that you were good at hair. And I think I was young and I was hungry for content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Uh, I was a little more experimental with my show, you know, a little more open format wise. So I think I was just like, yeah, you should do that on my show. And that's how that happened. And how did I do? You did well. It was a really good haircut. Yeah. And I remember what I remember, though, is I know that we uh, I know there was a question of like, do you cut better wet or dry? And I think that you had a spray bottle. I know you brought over professional shears. Yes. And then I had this big, and I still have it, a big, heavy mirror. And you went and you brought over this big, like we're talking, I, I'm like bad at estimating. I don't know, like a three, four, four, three by four or four by six, four by five. No, probably like a three by four mirror like an, a raw iron mirror and you like went and brought over this raw iron mirror to like hold up so I could see the back in the we- in the webcam. Um, <laughs> and it was funny. So yeah, that was that. And it probably, ex- I probably, it exists somewhere, the, the videotape of this. Well, hopefully you want to save something like that forever. <laughs> for, for posterity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll get into even more of that. Daniel Quantz. Hello. How's it going? Oh, hi. Hey, thank you. Hello. How goes it? Yeah. Going all right. You know, we're fully in the Christmas spirit over here in the house. Each child has. In the house. (laughs) Yeah, I'm outside. I'm out of the house in the studio. Daniel's in the house. Each of our children Mm -hmm. has three advent calendars. Our son Elliot was. It was like a whole. It's a whole thing. They'll never forget what day it is (laughs) till next month. (laughs) Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, the littlest one, uh, not the littlest advent calendar, but the littlest <laughs> child, uh, he has a ch- he has like a Kinder chocolate, like a Kinder egg. Well, it's not the eggs, but it, and uh, he's not okay with just the one a day. Mm-mm. And so this has been a fight. Now I happen to have, by accident, you know, with a- Amazon, sometimes you'll buy a thing, and then it turns out to be two two of it. Sure, <laughs> it's like a two pack, but you didn't realize. So I bought two. But they were two packs, so I got two extras. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay. So it's uh, chaos advent-wise. Have... So it's like, you know, you go, okay, you can have one a day. And then it, and then after some protesting, it's like, all right, well, maybe you can each have two because I have two. So you can each have two a day. But once you have, once you, break you know, the gone against the the rule, now it's game on. And he just wants them all. And... Our poor nanny was just being bullied by him until she gave in and gave him more. And I was just like, fine, let him have as many as he wants because then he'll just not have any when Elliot has one and he'll learn that he's not supposed to do that. But anyway, is this a good story? I don't know. We'll cut it. It is kind of the the lowest stakes way to time travel. 
right? Is just going forward in the advent calendar. Yeah, yeah. It's very low stakes and very low reward because at the end, you're not getting Christmas. Right, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. yeah. So Santa's Tom. coming when he comes. <laughs> and by the way, I don't even morally agree with this, but we've we have dipped into like this is the time of year that Santa's watching, and it oh, doesn't I, even I, work. I fully, we had not used that. And then I got to keep my voice down because oh, you yeah. can hear me in the other room. Um, but do you want to say it quietly and I'll say it loudly? Because they can't hear me. Okay. This is great or for maybe a podcast. I could, I could text terrible. it to you and you could just, you could read it out loud. <laughs> you could transcribe it. <laughs> there is a not, lot of subterfuge not, going on. It's <laughs> so bad. It's, it's not going to be worth it. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk in code. Basically, uh, I just, let's just say I used it. Uh, in order to get some behavior, mm-hmm. did it work though? Behavior, uh, some no, compliance, not really. like for a minute, for like a minute. Yeah, that's kind but of what it, I it had said really earlier. Work. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon dot com to Let see Daniel's expression. All right, thank you. Hello, Tony Thaxton. How's it going? Hey, it's going all right. Feeling good with the it's full Christmas over here too, and, uh, mm-hmm. and then you got to bring me down by putting us back on Zoom instead of in person. I'm sorry. I the our wonderful guests today are not in the SoCal area. I know. It's I'm not, I'm not blaming you guys. I'm only blaming Allison. <laughs> I blame me. Um, Miles, are you in? Uh, New York, or are you in Vermont? I'm in Vermont. Okay. Where I, where I will be until the end of winter, if I have it my way. Got nice. it. Yes. <laughs> so, Tony and I just... Uh, everyone, please listen to the Monday episode with Anthony Bowens, who is one half of the acclaimed. Um, Josh and Miles, I don't know if you if you know this. You probably... Why would you? I have recently become... I'd say, like, the number one or number two wrestling podcast in the nation it's a weird direction for me given that i'm not that into wrestling but it just ha- it's just been bestowed on me and i have greeted I my new fate with open arms of, yeah of, with the wrestler mm-hmm. it's just happened wrestlers have just been coming on my podcast and i've said okay i'll get into wrestling and now i'm fully into it and i'm probably gonna go pro myself <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, I know it is exciting. It's weird. I didn't think it was going to happen. Do you have um, a stage name? Do you have like no, a character yet? Not Great yet. Question. Not yet. I'm, I might just become a manager. It sort of makes more sense. Because here's uh, what yeah. happened. Yeah. I didn't realize this. Apparently, wrestling is very painful and kind of dangerous. Oh, Did yeah. you know this? Yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. stunt people with like fun costumes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I thought. I was like, no one would really do it if it hurt that much. Because I was like... You know that thing that you get slammed at the 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 ring. It's bouncy, right? Sure. So it can't hurt that much. It's got to be like mm. being thrown into a big marshmallow. It can't hurt that much. And then the sound is I don't know, obviously artificial as well. Apparently not so. Apparently it hurts a lot when you get slammed down. So that's not for me. Didn't you see the wrestler? Didn't you see that movie where he's no. got like wrapped up in like bob wire and yeah, like the amateur wrestling circuit's like literally bloody. It's really, really nasty. And the, I guess the stuff for TV is cleaned up, but still painful. Well, I wouldn't yeah. do the amateurs. I mean, I'm going to go straight. <laughs> well, I'm going to go straight really? to pro. Yeah, I'm not, oh, not going to okay. start. I'm not going to start on the amateur. You know, straight circuit. to the top. 
straight to the top for this you're gonna gal. be you're gonna start as hulk hogan <laughs> yes that's gonna be my name hulk hogan is he still using it I think mostly for lawsuits and sex tapes. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't want to be sued by Gawker. I'll do. I'll be Brooke Hogan. Is she using mm. it? I mean, it is just her name. Well, I guess. <laughs> so then, I, I guess it's not a real it. last name. Though, what about so. if you were a Hulk Rosen? Oh, I'll be Hulk Rosen. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had yeah. any Hulk. Right. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about this actually. On Upworthy Weekly. See, we record in the morning, and I forget things that happen in the morning. On Upworthy Weekly, it was determined that my name was going to be Silent But Deadly Rosen. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I said that I, I didn't want some, like something that, that... Because growing up... You know how there's a character, Big Al? Who, what was Big Al from? Um, Fat Albert? There's Big, a people. If if your name is Allison, is this a people, is, is this a wrestler or is this just a random, just a cartoon, or character? just a guy? <laughs> just, I'm sure there is a Big Al. Yeah, I'm just, sure there's like lots yeah. of Big Al's. There's yeah. lots of, and I think I was one of them. If your name is Allison, people want to call you Al. <laughs> You're making it sound like the Dread Pirate Roberts from uh, from Princess Bride, where there's like a Big Al and then there's another Big Al. Yes. What is there uh, a character on Happy Days? Al, Al Molinari. Here's the thing: I need all the Allisons listening to represent and to let me know. And maybe we can start a class action suit. Were you also at some point in your life called Big Al? Because if your name's Allison, they want to call first. They want to call you Al, and then they want to call you Big Al. And as a gal. Named Big Al. Who Big was? Gal. <laughs> it's short for Big Gal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It was as Big Gal. I was a Big Gal and I didn't want to be called Big Al. As a Big Gal, I didn't want to be called Big Al. So anyway. This when it tongue came, twister is intense. <laughs> I know. When it came time to get a wrestling name mm-hmm. on Saturday morning, I forgot about this. I was like, let's go with something dainty. Mm-hmm. Not connoting or denoting, I'm forgetting, size. Like, I don't want to be Hulk, hence silent but deadly. Okay. And and I love fart humor anyway. Okay. So that's what I'm going to be. Teehee. Exactly. Your finishing move could be you you squat and and then knock a fart into their face. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think, now who has the what's he cooking or what's that smell or someone's already doing this, but I think I can do it better. (laughs) Does that smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not referring to farts. I don't think he was, what he was cooking was farts. No. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Right. So he's doing. Now that you think about it. I mean, I don't know. Long enough timeline. Yeah. Most cuisine. Right. So anyway, we had Anthony Bowens, whose move is he yells, scissor me, or people yell, scissor me. There's a whole scissoring thing, and uh, they say it's a gesture of friendship. It's a whole thing. It's really, it's very popular. He was here. Uh, my whole studio got moved around because we we videoed it, and now we like hastily tried to put my studio back, and everything feels a little bit wrong, and mm-hmm. it's driving me a little nuts. Now, Miles, I remember mm-hmm. you had been, you and your roommate had been in the Village Voice oh, in yeah. like a uh, column they had mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. roommates, and you talked about being very particular about clutter. 
Did I? I get yes. I, eh, I I don't know. I'm I guess I'm moderate about clutter. I can't. That I can't. is not how I remember it. N- really? I don't yeah. remember being that like uh, fastidious about like cleaning stuff. I don't, my wife is like in the room, so I, I get like yeah, she's giving me eyes. So, like she's like, no clutter. No, you're. I, I'm not that. Maybe I've changed. I think I've changed, Alice. What are the I'm, eyes she's giving? You. Are the so eyes? The eyes are like. Mm, eh, I have to clean up plenty of shit. I think it's the eyes. <laughs> Wait, she's giving you eyes like you're messy or like you're like I'm, I'm fastidious? Not, I, Laura, am I messy or am I in the middle or am I like super fastidious about cleaning? I think you're in the middle. She says in the middle. I think I'm in the middle. You take initiative on cleaning. I take initiative on cleaning, she yeah, says. That's nice. That is nice. That's she's, a nice thing to do. I mean, I think she should read this article and see how far you've, fa- how far you've fallen. You've because if I recall... You talked about how it's like clutter is a scourge and it's a constant thing and like I, you got to stay on top of it and it comes in and out and your mom taught you to be like really proactive and it was a whole thing. I and as a f- messy person, I was like, oh, wow. My remembrance of that article and it was I was so honored because it was the Village Voice ran this thing every week where it was just like apartment of the month and somehow I got in. Oh, yeah. It was because I was fighting with the Greek restaurant that I lived above because they they were like, playing bazooki music every night and I just used to yell at them and we had it all out and I don't know. There's lots of threats and lawsuits and all sorts of fun stuff. That was to me. That's what I remember from it. And it's now a bagel store, so I'm fine. And they play. They, they play you different won. music now. They, they, it's, it's just. It's Klesmer. mostly. Yeah, it's mostly 90s hip hop. So I'm. <laughs> Are you still in that same? place in queens I'm, i've been in the same apartment since 1997 whoa wow. oh my yeah. gosh yeah i'm old but, but even <laughs> like everybody just shut up i was like yep, yep he's old i don't think it's just an age thing though because i think but i'm old it, too and we have moved around a lot yeah you're uh, steady i'm steady yeah. it's a really it's or not are like you a rent f- controlled I'm not rent controlled. It's and it's not a particularly like fancy place. It's it's Queens. It was built, you know, with the cheaper end materials, and it it can use a lot of updating at this point. But uh, when I w- when I first got it, the landlord was just super friendly and nice, and he was happy to have me. And I, it was a store. I live in Astoria, and it was kind of an, it hadn't yet been completely gentrified. So I was I was of the first wave of like these college kids coming in looking for cheaper rent, and the landlord's just a delightful man. Uh, who, who I can't say enough. Like I have the nicest landlord in New York city where he, he literally said to me once, just like, I don't want to charge you too much because I want you to one day buy a house of your own. That's beautiful. It's, he's a beautiful man. He wins the nicest landlord competition by miles (laughs) over every landlord I've ever heard of. Wow. That's so nice. He's like, I want to do a documentary. He's a great, He's like a great human. He's and he owns so he his whole business is chicken restaurants. He has rotisserie chicken in Astoria, uh, and I live above one of his chicken restaurants. And he has like five or six of them now, and the whole family runs them. And like his his daughter and his uncle and his brother, like he's just like a good guy who ran a solid business. And you know what? You know how I know he's a good guy. The people who like slice up the chicken and work in the restaurant, they've been there 10 years, 15 years. Like who works wow. in like kind of a fast food style place for that long unless your guy's taking care of you. So right. uh, yeah. So 1997, I moved in and it's 2020. I don't know. What's the math on that? 30, 25 20, years. 25 years. Wow. Yeah. That's so it's, nice. Josh, what's your uh, landlord like? Or do you guys my, own? We don't own. 
our landlord is fine. Totally nice. They take care of what we, we need done. Um, he's, he's never given me a break on rent because he wants my future to be brighter. Um, (laughs) I've definitely had worse landlords before for sure. He's like totally reasonable. I feel like he's fair, which is more than you can ask from most New York city landlords. Yeah. I'm trying to think about my New York. I'm trying to recall my New York landlords. My first landlord was just like a big, it was called like Pan Am Properties or something. You lived so, on an airplane. <laughs> I lived on an airplane. They went out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it was just like a big building. So it was just like a monolithic corporation that just sure. sent you, you know, uh, uh, um, an invoice every month. Yeah. Uh, and then my second one was a smaller management company. Um, but there was a super who lived in the building who was nice. Um, and then third was a family. Um, and, and that was more personal. So I liked, I liked them, but yeah. Um, but no, I've never had a, a guy who owns chicken restaurants and is invested in my future. He really cares about me. <laughs> that's so nice. I, I think my landlord wants my present to be okay. And that's not bad. That's, that's like good. better than most. Yeah. That's yeah. a that's, that's above the bell curve in New York. Absolutely. City. I feel like most landlords, their a dream tenant is someone who signs the lease and then perishes immediately. <laughs> right. Yeah. Tony it keeps it just keeps coming out of their account. <laughs> How's your landlord? Uh pretty much uh, about the same as Josh, it sounds like. Like pretty fine, you know, uh, like takes care of things when they need to get taken care mm-hmm. of. Um she lives close by. Uh, I think finally since COVID, like she doesn't just like pop by like she used to sometimes, which I'm 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 glad for that. Um, I could do without that sometimes, but she's perfectly yeah. nice. Uh, nothing against her. I just don't need her to come by. <laughs> so something I've been thinking about lately. I feel like we've probably all had the experience where there's something that you're debating doing. Uh, and you're tired or you i don't know for whatever reason you feel like you feel like you should push yourself to go but mm-hmm. you don't really want to and you could easily not and then you're you make yourself go and then afterwards you're so happy that you went because you saw all these people or you pushed yourself out of your comfort zone or for or whatever it was um i can think of so many things like that However, recently there's been two there's a couple things where I just re- I just really didn't want to go. I was tired. I felt like I had work to do. There's all these reasons that I didn't really want to go, but I pushed myself to go. And then afterwards, I was like I could have so easily not gone. Mm-hmm. Um it turned out that I didn't need to go. I would have <laughs> rather not gone. And this is, I feel like the first time I've had that experience. And now I'm like, and I realize I'm being very vague and I can go into more detail, but I really do think this is the first time that I've had the experience of like, I was sure that if I pushed myself to go, I, on the other side of it, I was going to be oh so happy that I've done that. But now that I was like, I really didn't need to go and I wish I hadn't gone. I'm like, now I don't know how to make any decision in the future. In general, what's your like batting average? Are you talking about going to the bathroom? 
<laughs> I can't. I'm just trying to. Sort I the never mystery. regret going to the bathroom. <laughs> really? No, not. Going I mean, to wow. Yeah. Uh, well, I've got one. One is an adult that I regret, but. Other than that, I feel like I, I never regret getting up and going to a bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, uh, sometimes you do regret going to the bathroom? No, I was just joking about one time okay. I got really sick and shit my pants. <laughs> really? I do feel like we're going to have to take a break and talk about that. We could, We don't have to take a break. We can talk about it anytime you want. <laughs> no, this is the break. I mean, we're going to have to take a break from oh, and then, my unwieldy oh, topic to talk I'm about so you shitting your pants. Oh, I mean, this was – I was just sick and it was the – the day after Thanksgiving, and I was like, oh, man, everyone must have food. This Not this year. This is like five, yeah. six years ago. Sure. I was like, everyone must have food poisoning because I feel so lousy. And I I had gone home early because I had to go to Boston to see my family. I was with my in-laws. And I was like, oh, I hope they're not all sick. And I th- I was throwing up, and I threw up so hard I shit my pants. And oh, um, Gross. Yeah, but you really but gross. you didn't actually make it to the bathroom. I was Good. in the bathroom, oh, but I okay. like threw up in the toilet and threw up so hard that I sh- I like oh, I didn't have two I've toilets kind of oh. facing each other. You need two toilets, man. That's yeah. The, yeah. That's I mean, look, I'm doing well. I'm not doing that well. <laughs> two yeah, you don't have you're not toilets. you're not too toilet rich, dude. Not too toilet rich. I, we've I, got two toilets, not to brag, but they're in different rooms, like peasants. <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta like aim the vomit. You got a projectile. Oh yeah, it's got corners and everything. <laughs> it would be a bad. You gotta, scene. you gotta do a bank shot. Um, I have had a similar thing, but it was when I, I think it was when I was a kid. Thank God I haven't been that sick uh, since I was a kid. But I remember sitting on the toilet and being like, "Uh oh, I'm gonna throw up at the same time," and then. I think like leaning over mm-hmm. into the bathtub. This is a colorful show. So we had a, a high school teacher and coach who called that two eggs, no waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear why he brought that up in school, but right. that's what he called it. Was, yeah. he your, was he your bathroom coach? <laughs> he was my bathroom coach. <laughs> I was varsity bathroom in high school. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway, I think, I think the, uh, I've realized the common denominator, and Daniel, I want to know your thought on this. The common denominator of the th- the outings that it turns out I didn't, we didn't need to push ourselves, involve kids. Mm-hmm. When it's something where we're taking the, where I'm like, I we really should make ourselves go to that thing, and and we're taking the kids on the other side of it. It, it, I feel like, oh, that actually was really draining and maybe we didn't have to go. I'm thinking of like the camping trip we took them on. I was like, I, I'm not, I don't camp, but I sh- we should go. We're going to make wonderful memories and we'll be part of this school community. And then afterwards I was like, this was really uncomfortable and I don't <laughs> feel oh, no. like we actually, yeah. And then- I got sick, so Oof. we didn't uh, need to go camping. The times that you're remembering when you pushed yourself to go and it was a rewarding experience were times when that was an experience for you. Mm-hmm. These uh, things that you're talking about now, they're not necessarily meant to be enjoyed by us. Mm-hmm. We're you're they're right. not for our sake; they're for you're the right. kids' sake. You're right, and the point. Was Jones. not for Allison Rosen. Oh, that's her show, though. It was for the boys to have a memorable yeah. experience. Did they, they have did. a good experience? No, I don't know. I, I think they did. Show. 
on their yes, show. They, they had a great time. They invited they me on their time. show, but I told them that I, I saw it as direct competition to yours, and I declined Thank you. ruthlessly. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, I did have an exclusive on you. Um, so, yes. Um, yes. You're right. You're in the part of your life now, Allison, Ugh. where, unfortunately, it's not about your experience. You're right. You're right. But in this most recent outing, they could have still gone and I could have just stayed home. <laughs> I could have t- taken them and you could have stayed home. <laughs> yes. And they're not taking the bus. Got a little work know? done. Like, they're, gonna, like, they're five and three. <laughs> they're not like going to take an Uber. Uh, so no. So It's a fair point. Sorry, sorry to make it real. No, but I'm but, uh, I I feel like that is a good rubric though. I feel like if you're pushing yourself because someone else wants you to do something, I think you're coming at it from like a point of view where it takes a little more work to get over that hump of having a good time, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's not your kids, if you're just like, "Oh, I should go to my friend's birthday party at this loud bar that I hate and everyone, you know, and you just have to like commit more to enjoying it or like it has to be more of a surprise but if you're like oh i really wanted to do this thing and i'm tired but i'm gonna commit to do this thing that i know i'll like it's it's an easy i know i'm not saying anything uh you know advanced but it is i don't think it's just kids like if it's like Mm. friends i'm still like ugh, this is gonna stink we're going to this (laughs) restaurant that's overrated and expensive (laughs) like that kind of thing yeah that's as close as i have to children as friends with expensive (laughs) tastes Well, I mean, it's really kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Real quick, I want to tell you guys about Manscaped, Santa baby. It must be a holiday miracle because the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, are stuffing your stockings with everything the man in your life could ask for. This holiday season, Manscaped has vowed to make sure his ornaments... <laughs> I get it, are shining bright and his tree is standing tall. Spice up his stocking with gifts he'll actually use and something you can enjoy too. If you don't believe in Santa, you better believe in this. They've changed 7 million men for the better. Get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com with code Best friend. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their lawnmower body trimmer, the dare I say best trimmer on the market for his balls, back, chest, list goes on, and the weed whacker ear and nose trimmer. Uh, and ladies, trust me, he will thank you. Now, these are the picks uh, for the Manscaped Surefire Wind Stocking Stuffers, the Manscaped Ultra Smooth Kit, the Manscaped Signature Body Wash 2-in-1 Shampoo, the uh, Shears 2.0 Luxury 4-Piece Nail Kit, Manscaped's new Persevere Cologne, um, and these formulations are all vegan, cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. So uh, all their stuff is really good. Um, get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code best friend. Cheers to rocking the best gifts all this season. A gift for him, but really a gift for you too. XOXO Manscaped. So Josh Gondelman, what's been new with you lately? Oh my gosh. I've been doing just a lot of um, fucking around. It's been great. I've been on tour doing a lot of stand up, which has been really fun. Um, and I like have turned over the whole, I had a special that came out this summer and I've turned over the whole set since, since that was recorded, which is like really fun and exciting. And then I've been like working on little freelance writing projects and figuring out 
where I land next as a, a job. But in the meantime, I've started a little newsletter um, oh, of pep congrats. talks, which I've done on Twitter oh, yes. for a long time. But I write them every week. I'll take requests from readers and then I'll do it for like people in the news or um, who don't ask and, and probably wouldn't like them. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm, I've been doing a lot of just like, I wrote a little piece for McSweeney's called How to Hate a Jew Like a Jew. Um, and, and people mostly took that the right way. My dad liked it, which was nice. I thought that was very sweet. So yeah, I've just been like really, um, because Jesus and Marrow ended this summer. Um, uh, and then I, I had like a little part-time gig that I don't know if I can talk about yet. It's something that's coming out next year that I'm very okay. excited about. And then, yeah. And then I've just been like the last couple months really freelance and I've really loved getting to tour more and do more stand up and, and travel. It's been awesome. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, you guys both worked for late night mm-hmm. and you're both currently not. Do you miss it? Um, I miss the paycheck. <laughs> mm-hmm. My thoughts precisely. Uh, um, yeah, I miss, I'm, of course I miss it. I, you know, having a long time gig like that gives you a lot of purpose and, and, and friendships and colleagues and all that fun stuff. And it's important. And I miss, I miss a lot about it, but at the same time, I'm fine not covering current events and politics for a minute. Like that's fine. I'm mm-hmm. good with that. That part I don't miss. I, yeah. I'm not like, ooh, I wish I was working on a TV show that had to deal with this horrible <laughs> reality right now. And I, I like the work, but that's not the part I miss the most. Like, I yeah. love my team that I worked with at, at Jesus and Marrow was awesome. And like, it was really fun to make something and collaborate. But the part I miss the least, I think, is the like, well, Roe v. Wade got overturned. So guess we got to make some jokes by, Two hours from now, and it's like, oh, I just want to feel queasy <laughs> and mad. Yeah. Did you did, when your your show was also canceled this summer? How did you how did you find out? Did what did, we? So I got a heads up from our showrunner because it kind of happened abruptly. Yeah. Um, and I got a heads up by our, from our showrunner, and then there was like a simultaneous basically network announcement and intra show announcement a couple of hours later. It happened like that fast. What about you all? I, we were like, I wonder when we're going to get canceled for a while. Like intern, <laughs> like internally it was just like, cause we were part of the Warner media, uh, right, right, right. Red wedding, uh, uh, where they were like, Oh, we don't do TV shows anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're yeah. on TBS. No, it's like literally they canceled everything on TBS except for, uh, 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 us and American dad. And we're like, well, one of us doesn't belong here apparently <laughs> <laughs> because if you read yeah. Twitter, whenever our show was on, it was just like, oh, God damn it. Why is an American dad? on who's this bitch <laughs> they should have um, rebranded <laughs> sam should have rebranded samantha v should have rebranded oh as God. canadian mom <laughs> oh that would have been so good they would have had um so it was just like it, it became like all of our executives eventually kind of got like shit canned which is really sad and like the merger just squeezed everybody out and so we were just like all right i mean our, our time's probably up so i i just got a call from sam she's like well it's bad news she's, i'm like i was like oh really she's like yep and it's worse than you think because we, we we wanted to do like a final episode or something sure because we the, were both in oh, the man. middle of the season, yeah. your show and our show as well. Yeah, we were just on like hiatus, and the last show, the last show we recorded, Sam had just gotten COVID, and I was only I had gotten COVID a week or so earlier. So what we went back to I so I literally recorded a show. It was just me and her. 
which was kind of sweet in a way. It was just literally me Mm. on an iPhone um, with like a teleprompter in her backyard. Wow. That was our our last show. That was it. And it was just, yeah, it was like, it would have been nice to say goodbye. That that would be my, my, like my one regret, but. I, yeah, I, but I go back to just like, I am very happy to not be talking about the Republican Party and how fucking anti-Semitic and racist and shitty they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good with that for now. <laughs> That's it's like, nice to have a break from that because you've been uh, – you even longer than I have worked in that field consistently for years. Yeah. And and it's not – I don't want to make it sound like we're um, you know digging ditches, but it is like – it does – it is like a – intellectually and psychically numbing labor or it's just a constant open psychic wound i was frankly ready i mean i left the daily show right before john did and i was Mm -hmm. i was done i was like i'm good i'm like i'm at peace with leaving a really really wonderful opportunity and just trying some new stuff and then sam's like you want to do a show with me and i i love sam so much i was like "Ah, fine yes i'll do more of this stuff and then it was great. And then it was like really fun. And then it, then it was just like, then Trump won and we, you know, we were like crying, trying to write jokes like you guys, like everybody yeah. was like, how do you write? And then we would set ourselves up like, okay, we're going to do a show about menstruation. Like, let's have, like, we, we gave ourselves these challenges that were really, really difficult and like high bar, like, let's go to Syria and talk to refugees and make a comedy show. And we're like, holy shit. Like, how do you do this? So mm-hmm. it was, it, yeah, it was, a, it was like a real like high wire act of like emotion and comedy and, uh, I'm really excited about the other stuff I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is the other stuff you're doing now? To I, the extent you can say. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a lot. It's, I think like Josh, like, I think we're all like into like development land, like everybody who got like kind of let go in this like last cycle. like Hollywood is a mess right now. Everybody is kind of like pitching and developing and like just trying to get somebody's attention. And so and that's nobody kinda- knows when anything is like right when we were, when we were signing on, I saw that the HBO max and discovery plus merger, yes. oh, their big ultra <laughs> streaming service might just be called max. It's <laughs> so bad. And it's I like, saw, all right, I guess nobody like, knows anything. It's just somebody had tweeted, everyone was like, I think like taking HBO out of your name if you're HBO is really just like, that is not like, that's a sign of something's not going well. Yeah, like that's right. your brand. Because HBO, entire brand. HBO is a strong yeah. brand as yeah. well. It's not like you're like flipping channels and you're like, what's Zort TV? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I guess they do. I guess they do reruns of Friends. That's who bought the reruns of Friends. It's all on Zort <laughs> yeah, TV. It's the Zort Network, man. HBO, like everybody knows. Like once every six months, someone does that prompt tweet of like, what what show do you do you picture right after you see hear the HBO static click on and everybody's like. Ooh, I have these really strong identities. I have this really strong identity with this band. This is my favorite show that I watch. The Sopranos. I've I've rewatched seven times. Or like, God, I'm so obsessed with White Lotus or whatever. And uh, and to just be like, Oh, what's your favorite Max show? And you're like, Cinemax. <laughs> like, which Max? What? Who is Max? Max von yeah. Sydow. Like, who are we talking about? <laughs> so yeah, it's the the everything's getting a little bit reorganized, and but I'm like, for me, I'm like, I like having this time to like, I'm I've got like a, a feature script and three different shows, and uh, you know, a live special I want to work on. Like, there's a lot of different little projects here mm-hmm. and there that I have cooking and in various states of development that I'm like, I'm super excited to have the t- the time and the bandwidth to write. 
And then in the meantime, I took a job teaching skiing in Vermont. Whoa, oh, that wow. rules. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm, I am now a part-time ski instructor in Vermont. Oh, that's so cool. So I'm living the dream. I'm riding and skiing and, and having That's having incredible. Yeah. Do you guys this pay? Is, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, this is like the nice version of The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> It's like yeah, how so, it was supposed so far to go. It is. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, no, this is exactly right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to like do a little workout and you know, mm-hmm. go skiing yeah. and do some writing and not drink too much. Yeah. No, no elevators full of blood or whatever. No, no, no. That's just, that's the bathtub, but that's another. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. We're do not you, all good at shaving. <laughs> do you guys, or immediately when your shows were canceled, did you pay less attention to the news? No. <laughs> not at all. I'm so addicted. 16 years of this shit. I'm so addicted to reading everything and anything. I'm still I'm still in, but I'm doing a little better job of letting go of the like optional controversies. Mm-hmm. Like there's someone that everyone's mad at on Twitter and I'm like I don't have to know about this necessarily. I don't have to know who like the try grass guys dude is. Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't have to like know the names of the try guys. It's um I, no, no offense to the 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 living the surviving try guys. <laughs> <laughs> while so while skiing a couple of days ago, I fried my phone with too much water. I had to ski in the rain, um, which is just one of the hard things about my new job, guys. Uh, and <laughs> you really, you, the work you do, yeah. I don't want to butter you up too much. It's so important. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Hero. Rich, rich people need to learn how to ski. Uh, they're, they're out there. I'm at seven o'clock every day. I go out and bang a pot for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- you know what? And I deserve it. <laughs> um, I'd say you're welcome, but uh, you know, I so I know my phone uh, conked out, and uh, I'm, this, I'm, making, I'm gonna make a point, and. Uh, I, I, so I didn't have like internet for like a day and I was like jonesing and like fidgeting. And then like I got like back on and I just heard something on the, I heard it was like on the TV. I heard something on the news. It was just like Trump said he wants to suspend the constitution. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I, and I didn't have my phone and I really, really wanted to see, but I didn't. And I think it's a learning lesson of just like, it doesn't matter because today it doesn't no one, matter. No one cares about it. No one Anything, cares. anytime there's a post that's imported from truth social. I know he was the president, but I'm still like, this matter is a little less, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we can all do it with a little less. And maybe it's good that Elon is blowing up Twitter because I, I find myself reading it less and less. Like, it's just, who, it's mm-hmm. like, who cares? I don't need to. Okay. Yes, things are terrible and you're all terrible and let's just get on with our day. Have you guys yeah. had any luck, anyone here had any luck with any of the other social media networks, though? Because I... When everyone was like ringing their, well, wait, Miles, didn't you announce that you're getting off of Twitter? No. Okay. <laughs> Same. <laughs> no, nope. I didn't either. Yeah. Nope. I respect the people who announced that they did. I'm like, wow, I wish I have likened it to as if I were like, uh, Elliot, that's my five year old. If I were like, Elliot, we've had a good run, but goodbye forever. Like, I can't, I can't turn my back on something I care. I can't just say goodbye. Um, and that is my addiction to Twitter. I can't just walk away. Um, it'd be like walking away from my child. I got In case so anyone excited didn't get it. When, when it was like a couple of weeks ago where it was just like, they're like, everyone's locked out of the building and the thing's going to crash tonight. Like, I was so excited to be on yeah. watching it burn. Yeah. Like, I was like the short fruit of it. Like, it had a that. real. Oh, I'm sorry. I interrupted. No, go ahead. I was going to say it had a very like Y2K feeling yeah. to me. Yes. Yeah. Like, ooh, which also nothing. Happen? 
Yeah. But, right. My prediction is, like, nothing's really going to change that much. It's just going to take a dip and then probably come back. But, um, yeah. So I was like, this is good. Like, I spend too much time here anyway. So if I get forced out, that's actually good. And now, though... I'm like just on five more and now I just have more shit to check. And you're and on it's Mastodon actual- and high. I am. I okay. am. I How don't do you enjoy really- them? I don't enjoy okay. them. <laughs> I think high. So it is a good substitute for Twitter then. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just not enjoying more things. Mm-hmm. For a few days, I was like, now I just have to check more. This is, this is worse. It's like if I got on Suboxone and like was really – it was ruining my life more. Mm-hmm. But now it's not, though. Now I'm just, like, ignoring them. But sure. um, You know what I did? I went on LinkedIn and just said yes to every invitation. That's my new thing. Just everybody who wants to uh, – any listeners here, just go on LinkedIn, find me. <laughs> you, I will say yes. We can connect. Absolutely. Let's talk. Let's LinkedIn chat. culture is yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Maybe <laughs> that's I'm, where I'm I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> um. Listen, you guys, I uh, I want to tell you that uh, – I want to tell you that <laughs> – I'm I want to tell you that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And this holiday season, do something special for a person in your life. You. Give yourself a gift to raise your spirits and not just for the day. The holidays can be a really tough time between managing family dynamics, racing from thing to thing, and braving the cold and dark weather, perhaps uh, going out there and teaching skiing in the rain. It's normal to feel down. (laughs) Having someone to talk to about how you're feeling and what you can do about it is truly a gift. Um, I'm talking about therapy and I'm talking about better help. Uh, If you guys have listened to me for a minute or you've listened to me for years, then you know that I am a huge, huge uh, believer in therapy for me and for anyone who's open to it, really. it's it's It helps me immensely. I go every single week. Uh, I do it online. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a the therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic. No endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's betterhelp, better H-E-L-P.com slash best friend. And I also want to talk to you guys about real paper. Sustainability and climate change can be a tricky topic for people of all ages, but it can be particularly challenging to talk about with kids. Uh, And that's why I love real paper and their new limited edition box. Real makes a soft and strong 100% bamboo toilet paper, never cutting down trees, unlike most traditional toilet paper brands. And real Real recently launched the Little Lemurs box, which is a 24-pack of their bamboo toilet paper that comes with a beautifully illustrated kids' book that tells an exciting story of sustainability. I've already read it to Elliot. It's really cute. Uh, The box was designed to spark creativity in kids and create a small opportunity to talk about things like deforestation and plastic pollution, but in a light and easy way with your kids. And with the holidays here, the book could make a great gift for a little one on your list. Real Paper's Little Lemurs box and all the other products are available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions or for one-time purchases on their website. All orders are conveniently delivered to your door with free shipping and 100% recyclable, plastic-free packaging. If you head to Real Paper, 
reelpapercom That's R-E-E-L-P-A-P-E-R.com slash lemur and sign up for a subscription using my code bestfriend at checkout. You'll automatically get 30% off your first order and free shipping. Let Real help you with your stocking stuffers and holiday gift giving. That's realpaper.com slash lemur and enter code best friend to get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Again, real paper, R-E-E-L-P-A-P-E-R.com slash lemur and enter promo code best friend to get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Okay. So, (laughs) so, uh, I wanted to go into a story of the way that Miles and I met and oh boy. we have clearance <laughs> from spouses. Uh, wow. That's right. Miles and I met on OkCupid okay uh, and which was or is OkCupid okay is still around, right? This is an online dating so. thing. Is it not? Miles is shaking his head. I have, I have, I have no idea. Of course you don't. No, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> why why um, would I know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. Guys, my wife, like, my wife well, is in the room. <laughs> I know Ashley Madison had their troubles. <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't I got out of the online dating world before all the apps. So like Tinder and Bumble same. and all those. Did you say did you say same? Same. Yeah. Same. I thought I didn't know if you said same or damn. Damn. Um, <laughs> damn. <laughs> right. So, uh, so this was like a actual website. Um, but so I have my memory of things. Uh, and then I, Miles said to you, is this something we can talk about? And you said, yes. And then you said, was I horrible or was I miserable to you? And I said, no, not at all. But, and then you said like, we could hash it out live, but I have to, and you were not, and we'll get into it, but I have to ask, why did you think you might have been? Do you have a memory of having been miserable to people? No, I just, I wondered if this was a trap and you were going (laughs) to, you were going to bring up something I did that was awful that I just didn't realize because I'm a dumb person. No, Um, not, not at all. So my memory of things was that we had gone out a couple times. It was super casual. And then you were like, you know, I, I had a great time, but I, I feel like we're more like friends. And then I was like, you know, cool why don't you come on my show and cut my hair? And then we were friends. And then I was very, I was like just getting my show off the ground. And I think I said, do you know anyone who would be good on my show? Um, And you recommended Jenna Kim Jones, who you, yeah, who you worked with at Daily Show. Yes. Um, And she came on a couple of times when I was in New York, or I don't know how many times she came on when I was in New York, but then she moved out to California and then when I started up the show as a podcast out in California, I was like, oh, she would be good. I should have her on. And then she started coming on like every week for a while. Um, and then I, I mean, I actually just texted her today and I told her you were coming on. She's like, oh, tell him I say hi. And she was so excited. So and like my listeners know her very, very well. Um, so that was like a huge gift. And then also you put me in touch. I mean, I think you threw a job my way. Did Your I? friend. Oh, I'm yeah, good. Matt. I'm, ni- I'm so nice. Yeah, yeah, this is, you're coming out great. Wow. Also, just real quick to put a, a real quick, um, a lot of people get bangs after a breakup. Most of them don't have the guy that broke up with them cut the, ba- cut the hair. Right. I think that is like a beautiful bonding moment. <laughs> I just, yeah, I remember us like, I think we had that conversation just like, wow, you're a really good person. And we just have no, we didn't have any kind of like real like romantic chemistry, right? Didn't we, 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 I think we had that talk. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, well, hang did on. We, did we have that talk? I can't remember. Or you, it was an email. Oh boy. Okay. So no, you were not. Here's the thing. You were I not missing. Thought of that. Did I write the email? Or did you write the email? You wrote the email. Oh man. Okay, so here's the thing. So what I said was my, my memory of it. I have to tell you, I can I don't, do not be nervous. There's you are not miserable to me at all. Okay. One person is going to come out of this story not appearing in a wonder like one person is there's a negative light is going to be shed on one person in this story and it could and be it any is, of us yeah it i was could gonna be, say it's it probably could be tony josh. yeah it could be daniel it could be josh it's not going to be you miles so you have nothing to worry about okay. all right it okay. might be me and it also might be daniel because he's going to be like oh my god i can't believe i'm the one who ended up marrying this complete psycho loser. Yeah, I didn't think to do the email thing. That that was smart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, it's got to so be up front, what, Daniel. It's got it's to yeah. pull the trigger. You sometimes. cut her hair, you're out of there. <laughs> <laughs> so what I told you was the way I had always remembered it. Yeah. But but I and I've actually mentioned on the show before you because you're part of the story of how Jenna came to be on the show. Sure. Um. So. And I think that I had mentioned that I was like, yeah, you know, this, like, I think that I thought, okay, so this is, this is now where I, it is uncomfortable for me to admit that I, we, in my mind, we went on a couple dates and then you sent me an email and I was like, what? But I had fun on those dates. So that was my feeling about it, which please don't feel bad. I'm married to Daniel. I have two children. It's all fine. It all worked out. <laughs> yeah, it all worked out. Uh, what did you say, Daniel? I said you're, you're being, being punished enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally fine. Taking um, those kids camping, you could have saved her from all of this. <laughs> man. Okay, so what I so then when you're like we can hash it out live, I was like, wait a minute, I'm one of those people who do, I I do not practice inbox zero. I practice inbox like two hundred and nineteen thousand. Yeah. You save the receipts is what you're saying. I was like, I have, I could pull up the emails. So I did. And I was horrified to find. Uh Oh, (laughs) I, I did not just leave it at like, Oh yeah, me too. Cool. Let's be (laughs) friends. I mean, like I, that was my vibe. That was okay. my tone. Okay. But I was a little bit like, while I have you here, could I just inquire a little bit about how you arrived at this decision you did, to you just did be an friends exit with interview? Me? <laughs> yes, I totally did. And it is so mortifying. Let's read the emails. Oh, I'm crazy. Wow. Can you, let's, let's get in it. it. It yeah, totally makes me want to. It makes it's like, oh my God, Daniel, I just want to say I'm so sorry that. I'm so sorry, but I can shed light on it a little bit. I feel like many a woman gets to a point where they're just like, what is it that is like, what is wrong with me? Why is it that a guy meets me? And a second later, they're like, nope. (laughs) And I think, and just, I realize I'm letting everyone like, this is good, though. I don't think I've ever really talked about this time in my life. Okay, so what happened, Daniel? I'm, I'm sorry. This is probably uncomfortable Fine. for you. Um, okay. Okay, good. Um, so there was this guy in California. So my pattern had been being 
friends, like very, like I almost had the, I had this series of like surrogate relationships with guys where I was like friends with them, but it was like murky and like, were we friends? Were we something more? What were we? And for some reason, those kind of relationships were always like easier for me than actual boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. And I had had like a, maybe it's because I was big gal. And I don't know if that's big Al or big Al. <laughs> At this point, I was not anymore. But uh, but I still identified as that person. <laughs> and for the record, I remember thinking, this girl looks fantastic. I, you'd look no different today than you did back then. I thought you oh. looked fantastic. So Thank this, you. Yes. Thank uh, you very much. It was just your yes. personality. Yeah, it was mis- <laughs> you were miserable to talk to. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, so there was yeah. this guy in California that I had hooked up with, like I had hooked up with and I had, <laughs> I don't mean, I don't, it was, I didn't, I don't mean sex, but like there had been like a, a romantic thing between us. And then I like developed feelings for him. And then I went back to New York and then I came back and then he, we, it was like a very intense connection that we had. Um, but he just wanted to be friends um or or rather didn't want to have an exclusive romantic relationship when i say just wanted to be friends like i think he would have been up for like you know something physical but it like wasn't going didn't want to be my friends with benefits if you yeah he yes he wasn't saying that's off the table but he's saying like i'm not going to be your boyfriend or husband Mm -hmm. um and so i was like that you know okay uh, I'm cool with that. And also, I don't even live in California. But th- we did have this like undeniable I'm checking in with Daniel to see how you're feeling. Mm. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Just, he, was, he wasn't even listening. Uh, yeah, keep going. This I is mean, so know. long ago. It's so long ago. So I was now living in New York. This was, but this, I can't remember how long had passed between when that was and when this guy came to New York. It was, but I feel like it was quite some time, but I don't know how, when that torch, like, I don't know that it ever really like went out. So this guy came to New York. We went out to dinner. We're just friends at this point. But like I said, I don't know truly like whether this, like, you know, it's one of those people where like, even if you're not like actively torching for them, like when you're with them, you're sort of like remembering. Right. We went to it- dinner. It's like no torch, still some scorch. <laughs> yes. So we went to dinner, had like such a, you know, it was the kind of thing where like I knew he was coming over, we're going to go to dinner. And like I was like excited all day. And then I had this epiphany of like, I know he's coming over, we're going to go to dinner. And I, it's like 11 a.m. He's not going to be here till 7 p.m. And I'm like so excited. This is a, a sensation that I'm creating within myself. He's not even here. I should be able to recreate this feeling anytime I want because this is like completely self-generated. Like I should, I mean, it felt like a very like deep epiphany of like, shouldn't I just be able to like generate this feeling anytime I want if, if this feeling is just thought-based? Anyway, that's, so you, that's uh, wait, so I mean, like, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I, I think we have similar questions. No, no, I had a terrible joke, so I think you're <laughs> – I was just going to ask, like, what what did that epiphany set off in terms of, like, oh, I'm going to act like this going forward or I'm going to pursue this going forward? 
Um, just that I should try to memorize what this feeling is, this feeling of like contentment, elation, mm-hmm. and wholeness that I'm experiencing alone in my apartment. Nothing in my actual physical environment has changed, but it's because there's something I'm looking forward to. You know what I mean? It's like nothing has changed and yet my mood is totally different than it was, you know, prior to getting this news. I feel like I should, it's like, I sh- it's just, a, it's like almost a chemical reaction. Like I should be able to generate this on my own. It's just a, a thought I had. But anyway, so he and I went to dinner. So I'm, this, I'm really taking the long route on this story. He and oh, I went to dinner that <laughs> He and I went to dinner that night. Hit by a he, cab on the way to the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I said, I've got to get on OkCupid. Okay, no. <laughs> he and I went to dinner that night. And in an offhand way, I found out that he was hooking up with someone in California. Which, that's how he put it, but, like, I I could tell that, like, it's more than just hooking. And by the way, to this day, he's, as far as I know, still with that person. So it was more than hooking up. Unless it's, like, really a long-term friends with benefits situation. I suspect it's, you know, so, like, he had met someone. And I that just kind of, like, crushed me. So I remember going back back to my apartment and being like, I've, I've got to like move on. I've got, I'm going to get on OkCupid. I'm just going to do something like this. So then got on OkCupid and then um, Miles, you contacted me on OkCupid and you and I were already following each other on Twitter. Yeah. I'm, I probably recognized your picture and I was like, oh, well, that's convenient. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was like a few days later that we were emailing each other. So anyway, long, this is a very long way of saying, I think that if my feeling hurt by the perceived rejection was like about a much bigger thing. It was a, it was a much bigger thing. It was like, it was just a me being like, I am so tired of feeling rejection. Uh, so please don't take it personally that, that I was taking it personally. Okay. <laughs> now to the emails. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so here's what – so we went out to to one bar, mm-hmm. um, had a fun time. You emailed me and you're like, hey, that was fun. We should do it again sometime. And then Did I we, think – I'm going to make it juicier. Did we make out at the end of the first date? I'm going to make you I, really uncomfortable too at this, but <laughs> go ahead. We did. I, we did. I think. Okay. I think. I think. Like not intensely or anything, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. actually now I'm not 100% sure. All right, I sidetracked it. Keep going. I'm not 100% sure now, but I think maybe. Maybe I am. Okay. Oh, hell no. I think maybe. <laughs> okay. Um, I like this is very – I like this kind of hazy gauze of time <laughs> over this. I, I, I think This so. is beautiful. Yeah. How you doing, Daniel? Well, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's over, he's over yeah. me. Daniel's planning another camping trip right now. (laughs) (laughs) You gave me the you gave me the whole speech about you know being tired of rejection on our first date. I did. I don't remember that either. Okay, great. (laughs) That is is pressure right there. (laughs) And then you locked you locked eyes with me, and you're like, "Do not be one of them." No, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. This is not true. By the way, I had quit drinking by the time I met Daniel. So. I just don't remember anything 
that Daniel is talking about because of actual cognitive decline. So um, anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Yeah. And so, okay. So we went out to a bar um, because I read emails. Is there a place called like white rabbit, white something on Essex or something? Anyway. Yeah. There was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I think I went to California. I think there was some time in between. I went to California. You might've gone to Vermont or you traveled with the show. You met Joe Biden. Um, And then we went some. We went to Back another. Back when Joe bar. Biden was only uh, ninety three years yeah. old, <laughs> right. we went out again to. And I don't know if I had looked in the emails long enough, I would have found what other bar it was. Um, okay. Did we step so it up then, to a dinner then the second night? Did we like like drinks and then we did like a dinner? I think it was a bar that had food. I was like, I feel like it okay. was it like, but it wasn't intensified. It was more, uh, I want to say it was like a lateral kind of, (laughs) it was like a lateral date. Okay. Um, Okay. So then the next, so then you said, hey, I had a really nice time drinking with you last night, but I guess the vibe I was feeling was mostly a friendly one. Maybe it was the same way for you. That being said, I totally enjoy hanging with you and I hope that we continue to do so and maybe at some point work together. I hope you feel the same. The offer to cut your hair live to the interweb still stands and I hope you weren't as hungover as I was. I like that I'm still networking, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) during during this I I think that's very generous. You're like, we can work together. I'll still cut your hair. I think that's a nice email. Yeah. I'm I'm being sincere. Okay. All right. I'll take it. So you sent that to me. And I remember my friend Corinne was at my apartment when I got it. We were like watching some show together or something. And she looked over to me and she's like, what's wrong? And I was just like, I don't know. And I also remember just to bring that to make this fully pathetic. I remember at some point showing my friend Dustin the email and just being like, what, what does this mean? You know, and him being like, I think it just means what it says. <laughs> Cause I was just like, what's the angle here? You know? Okay. So anyway, right. so then guys I just said, want one thing and it's to yeah. cut your hair on a live stream. <laughs> <laughs> so then I said, Hey, <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. That's your- so easy breezy. <laughs> for, the, for the listeners that aren't watching the video stream, Allison had kind of a head shake of like modest attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. Would love to do the haircut thing. Could you do Wednesday's episode? And then you said, um, uh, it kind of d- depends if we get blah, 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 blah. Um, well, it kind of depends if we get this piece on for Thursday or not. If we can't make it, then next week also. Uh, wait, sorry, no, I'm I'm jumping ahead. There's a lot of back and forth about scheduling. Um, it's getting hot and steamy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you skip that part. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to skip the yeah the back and forth about scheduling. So Aww. then. I <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then I said I'm going to murder you. <laughs> okay. Did so I then... talk about the rough cut and what John Stewart <laughs> feedback was for me at the time? So then uh, there's a question where you say, "Do you only do the show on Wednesday?" Uh, I say, um, "I mentioned how I might get a haircut before then." You talk uh, about your, cut of your uh, hair. Uh, okay. 
by really, the by. Really, really trying to play hard to get. Yeah, I really. No, I think I was. Uh, I was okay, like, so plenty now. Plenty of other chicks that want the haircut around here, baby. <laughs> so, a, lot so of, we, a lot of mean things about Tim Carvel. We, <laughs> we started this So goddamn nice. <laughs> the best. Tim's the greatest. <laughs> the conversation started on Sunday evening. Now this is Monday morning. Here's me. This is the second paragraph. By the by, my, oh God, my ego may force me into asking you a question or two about this bedeviling foreign experience. Oh. Is, this, is, this, is, this, is this letters home from the Civil War? <laughs> yeah, this email was written in Quilt. Dearest Martha. <laughs> of someone managing not to fall head over heels for me. You started it. You got to finish it. Science would have a field day. Exclamation point. (laughs) Bedeviling may not be the right word, but it's like a Fabergé egg of words. I'm hoping Fabergé egg of words was like. Wait, what part of this is commentary and what part of this is the email? (laughs) It's all. That's all. That's all the email. My okay. tone of voice is it the says, commentary. But in the email, it says bedeviling might not have been the right word. Right word, but it's like a Fabergé egg of words. Now, I don't know if that's a reference okay. to something or bedeviling Fabergé egg is like a deviled egg joke that I, I don't know. I don't know what was happening there. You're just workshopping material in the middle of this. <laughs> I think email. so. Bedeviling, rarely the right word. <laughs> I'm know. never like, ah, I should have said bedeviling. <laughs> no. What's you the deal so with Fabergé eggs? <laughs> <laughs> you are so wrong. Bedeviling was exactly the right word. Oh, that's is, that's nice. This, I think that's we would beautiful... not have this content. <laughs> right, 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 right. In retrospect. Yeah, it was all for this, this moment future moment. Yeah. Okay. So then you said, or is every, I, I have got to get consent every four, every few moments. Is everyone okay with where this is going? Sure. No, nobody's okay. Please continue. <laughs> okay. Okay. Every, no one will ever be the same. You're reading your own letter, so. Right. Yeah, I don't you're, know whose consent you need. You're well, like no. doing brain surgery on yourself, and you're like, is this cool with everybody? <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's so uncomfortable for me. I just want to make sure everyone is okay with being... <laughs> with watching you be uncomfortable? We're, we're good. Sure. <laughs> yeah. This is a podcast. <laughs> okay. So then, Miles, you said, you are gorgeous and interesting and funny, and all I can say is I have no idea. Science, chemistry, and all that, I guess. I'm leaving on the 17th, too, for Vermont for the rest of the year. Hopefully, this piece will get sorted out and we can do it before then. And then I said, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Let it lie. Couldn't let it lie. Oh, Oh, it's so awful. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just pull off the band-aid. Let's hear it. Well, I guess my question is, at what point you realized... Oh, that's not as bad. It feels bad. It feels bad because it's like, oh my God, lady, just let it go. You went on one and a half dates with this person. You'd barely know him. One of the bars had food. Okay, but but we we did have 260 emails. But Allison, has there ever been anything that you've been able to let go? Yes. In my defense, yes. Every other what? every other relationship I had ever been in, I did not do this. So I think it coalesced here. 
I mean, it. I wanted I, we, to, and I sat we, in therapy doing it, but I did not ever do this with the actual person. So I think I was just like, I am going to try to find out a little bit because, yeah, I'm bedeviled. <laughs> you sure were. I mean, it's such. We're like joking about it, but it is such a natural impulse to be like, yeah, I would like more information because I had a good time, and I just like one. It like yeah. never works but it's that feeling <laughs> it is always there work. it doesn't like, ever work oh if only i had the information yeah that i could triangulate like what did was it me was it them what could i do in the future what should i look for in the future so like i really i know that it feels very uncomfortable to like read this but it's like what you're saying you're not being like you weren't awful you were just right. like clearly like just trying to process this this thing yeah and i actually yeah yeah I acknowledge. Okay, so I said, well, I guess my question is, at what point you realized, or were you feeling a just friends vibe from the outset? Mm. I'm sort of just kicking the tires of my own perceptions here, and I appreciate immensely the chance to do this. So thank you in advance. And- I'll talk to you in eleven years on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and then- I and I can tell you, I, at this point, I'm reading this thinking like. Oh, she's really introspective and curious. Like I wasn't in. I oh. I would have never been like mocking you or showing this. But like, look at this chick who's really freaking. Like I I I know me at that point in time would have been like, oh yeah, okay, that's a fair question. She's interested yeah. in what. The, like I wouldn't have like been making fun of you secretly behind. Thank your back you over this. Now. Yeah. Okay. I'm making she's fun of you years now. later on. A yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I and I agree with Josh. Like I think the instinct to do this like is actually pretty common. Most people probably yeah. want to do this and don't like. What is it? What was it? What's really cringe is just the way you wrote it. It's very, very cringe. <laughs> the bit, I think the, the only thing that I object to is the use of the word bedevil. Bedevil. <laughs> I know. But like I said, I think in my memory, it in my memory, it was very it was super and it was very casual. Like we just met up a couple times. But then when I searched your name in my emails, what I realized is like we actually had been and it it all was very casual, but we had been emailing for a while before okay, meeting yeah. up. So I think it felt more invested. And I'm like a very big words. I think you are. I mean, we all are very big words people. So it's sure. like any bedeviled, you know. <laughs> um. Anyway, so so then okay. So then you said I wasn't sure after our first meeting and wanted to check. I suppose understand. I'm a big chemistry guy to begin with. It makes finding someone to hang out with that much more difficult. In retrospect, I probably should give things a greater chance, but I tend to err on the side of my gut. I've been single for nearly four years, so my gut could use some work. Um. And then I said, honestly, friendship is easier for me and takes the pressure off, so it's all good. Uh. And then I made a joke. What a beautiful, honest email exchange. Yeah, I don't think it's it actually, really to be that ashamed of. Yeah, it'd I think it be devil's mate to why you're feeling this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Fabergé egg. So, There's so um, many, so many one layers. <laughs> I think I am feeling that way because I do not have much of a memory of knowing of no, of of our con- don't take this the wrong way mm-hmm. uh i don't have much of a clear memory of our connection so in my mind it's Why like would you? yeah but in my mind it's like allison you didn't even know this guy why are you interrogating him like this like he told you he just wants to be friends like just accept it why are why are you you know what i mean like so it feels like i'm being like a little bit desperate 
Can I, I would, say something? That, that, oh, go ahead. This is you. No, I was, was going to make another dumb joke about how good a catch <laughs> I was, but I'd like to hear your insight on this because I keep I was, coming up with dumb jokes and you keep having insights. No, no, no. I was just going to say to let you further off the hook, maybe if you don't remember the vibe, you the vibe was like this, right? Like it was like, oh, this is a person that I can really like have this friendly, sincere conversation with. Not like a person where like – why don't you love me? But it's like, hey, just wondering, like, we have, I'm glad that we're going to be friends. And like, as a friend, can, can we talk through this before we move on to the right. next part of friendship? Cause that does seem like one option, certainly. And I think I was, I was being very truthful. I think like I was probably a little frustrated, like, oh, here's this, like this cute girl. We have a lot in common. We both kind of dig the same things. We're, you know, it's, it's, it's a good match on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not clicking. Whatever, for whatever yeah. reason, I couldn't put my finger right. on it. And I wanted, to, I probably just like, all right, let's go on another date. Let's see what this is. Maybe this is just weirdness. Who knows? So, right. But I've been on the other side of where you're at, or where where you were at, uh, where it's like the other person just cuts you off, and you're like, what the fuck did I, I thought things were good? <laughs> I thought there's what did I do? And you have to learn at least it. That's what I did later on, which is like. You'll never know. It's a, it's like mm-hmm. not getting a part in an audition as an actor. Mm-hmm. It's like who the like it doesn't mean you're a bad actor. You just that it wasn't what they were looking for. Who the right. fuck knows what their deal is? I, it doesn't matter. Move on. Right, right. I feel like that would happen. That's like the downside of online dating is that it can on paper match up so well, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. So how did you end up meeting your wife? Okay, Cupid. <laughs> for real for real oh wow <laughs> it all comes full circle oh we, wow yeah i so when when do you what were the emails i can't even remember the year 2009 2009 when, when these emails were when those emails were so yeah no okay so yeah i had just i think i had yeah no so i had been in i was engaged uh before i met you very briefly to a person who who cheated on me and was very it was very, it was a very messy terrible uh, relationship and all that um, and we obviously did not get married and so yeah I, I I was like not dating at all and then I started dating and then I got very picky and very like thinky and that's probably what you received from me um, and then uh, I went uh, I went on dates forever after that and just exhausted online dating and it's a terrible world and i don't know what people do now who go out and date and the bumbles and all the apps and stuff like that seems like even more of a minefield and so uh, i i saw this girl on okay cupid and she she looked cute enough and uh, so she's kind of cute girl and let's go out and uh she seemed kind of interested we exchanged a couple emails and my thinking going into the date was this is my last date for a long time. I'm just going to humor myself. Just do one more because I was ending them. Like I, I gave you two dates. I was ending them that like, like within two hours. I was just like, nope, this ain't going to work. I'll see you later. Like my patience had grown thin and I met this person and we just started talking and talking and talking and I kind of liked her. I just like there's something about her that was different than anyone else I'd ever met on any of these terrible dates. And later she tells me, the same exact story. She had exhausted herself after dating and dating and dating and all these terrible people. And this was her last date. She's like, that's it. I'm taking a break after this. It was both our, we both <laughs> reached the end wow. of the line. <laughs> we oh, were both so exhausted with, with the world and with the, the opposite sex and, and romance and all that bullshit. Um, and you know, we, we just slowly grew over time and a much different kind of relationship than when you're in your twenties, we were a little bit older we're in our thirties. 
Um, and it just, it, it grew in a much different way. I was like, and I was determined not to do what you, at least I was doing at the time, which was, you know, one, one, usually one, if not two dates in, you're in bed with that person. And I was so determined. I was like, I'm not going to do, I'm going to do the, uh, I pulled the Costanza in that episode where he does the opposite. And I was like, I'm going to do the opposite. Oh yeah. And to the point where I think I was on third or fourth date, my, my wife always tells a story where it's like, I think she, she had come over. She had come over for, and we had had takeout sushi and we had this really nice time. We still hadn't had sex. So maybe it was like fourth date or whatever like that. And I was like, well, I got to go to work tomorrow. And it was like, <laughs> I was purposely just like really stretching it out, just really like waiting for the moment to happen. And apparently she went home and she, she cried and she's like, what did I do wrong? And I, was, I oh, feel so no. bad about it now. I was like, okay, I waited a little too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, eventually you, you met your partner. I met mine and Josh has cocaine. So I think it all worked <laughs> out. <laughs> All right, all right, all Damn. right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very that's sweet. A, that's a great story. Yeah. She's the best. And how long have you been together now? How long have we been together? We got, well, we've been together a little over 10 years. We were married <laughs> uh, four years ago, October. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. It's, it's awesome. Well, I think we have time to either do just mirror everyone or hey go fuck yourself would you guys rather see if you're uh alone in your thoughts or tell someone <laughs> to get fucked what are you feeling <laughs> it's uh josh i'm looking at you you can't tell josh what, oh which, yeah which would i you think rather eye do? contact is tough with Zoom. i know I, I know i know you can't tell at all or um, miles what do you feel I got, I got nothing. I don't know how this works, so I'm, I'm, I kind of want to go second. <laughs> no let's do the one. Is. Let's do the one where you give us the prompt. The the just me or, or is the just me or everyone? We do it, or it's you have someone wrote in. Oh well, uh, nor I mean you would. I have some, but it's better if you provide them. Do you oh, have one of your own? Them. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let me. I got a hey, go fuck I, yourself. Oh, you let's do. Okay, the, let's hear your hey, go fuck yourself then. All right. Uh, This was last week. I'm driving to the hardware store and uh, driving through a light that um, where the person coming the opposite direction, when they turn left, they go into a uh, parking lot kind of situation. And so I'm driving through. I have the green and car coming the other way decides to turn left in front of me. Okay. Uh, A little bit close close enough to me where i have to slow down and they slow down and the guy looks at me and gives me this flips me the bird like really aggressively like fuck you like this and i literally had done nothing but slow down and he was turning in the parking lot he was going into was a gun store so so my hey go fuck yourself is to american gun laws that gave made for this fucking guy just got himself a gun and uh i uh i was thinking about that all day just like god damn that aggro motherfucker just bought himself a gun thank he, god I, he was already going for a gun he's he bought himself two guns yeah. <laughs> man i i'm not gonna lie i checked the news that day sure so hey hey American gun go model. fuck yourself okay i've got one all right. It's not for a person. Okay. It's for my shower and my oh, home. Oh, love it. It takes, the for the last month or so, 
regardless of the temperature outside, it takes about 10 minutes for my shower to heat up. Um, and I, that's, that's time that I resent because once you're nude or betoweled, um, there's not, you're not getting anything done. You're just kind of waiting by the shower anxious for it. Cause you're not, yeah. you know, you don't make plan. You're not like, Oh, I'll put on the towel. I'll start the shower. I'll make an egg sandwich. I'll let it cool <laughs> down. I'll shower. Come on, need the sandwich. It's like very, it's just very frustrating. Um, we talked to our landlord. It was very nice, as we've established before. Totally reasonable, helpful guy. And he was like, why don't you try um, turning on the water, the the bathtub first for a little while, run that because that heats up faster, and then turn that off, run the shower. Mm. And apparently my wife tried it. That works, which makes me even more mad for some reason. <laughs> Where I'm like, I don't want to do tricks. I just want my shower to yeah. work. So, not the landlord. He did nothing wrong. Hey, go fuck yourself. My shower. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Mine is mine is a little bit more esoteric and maybe a little inside baseball Hollywood, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Uh, my go fuck yourself is to intellectual property. Or, <laughs> or as they call it in Hollywood, IP. Mm-hmm. Or as they say in Hollywood, you got any hot IP? So for those <laughs> who don't know what intellectual property is, uh, very quickly, it is a book or an existing property or New Yorker article or like, you know, Reese Witherspoon's book club has a true crime thing that they like. So it's all of these things make up intellectual property, something that existed that gets turned into a TV show or movie. So uh, one time, and and this is the hot thing. Ever if you if you were in Hollywood, they say you gotta have IP, you gotta have IP, you gotta have IP. They don't want to hear any original stories, despite the fact that everything that wins awards are original stories. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I have this was I was thinking about this the other day. I I uh, I used to have uh, an agent who uh, loved uh, a script that I wrote. They really they said this is really. They this first time they read it, it was a spec script. So this is really great. It's got a lot of great characters, really original story. What's it based on? They asked me. I said, "Well, it's <laughs> it's. Uh, I wrote it. It's based on some idea I had in my head." Uh, and they said, "Oh, okay. C- can you find some IP to base it on?" <laughs> oh my god! They wanted yeah. to me. They wanted me to river. And so I've told the story to other writers. Josh said, "Yeah," because he's probably heard the same story. It is not unusual for people to come up with an original idea and then have to find an article in the new in like the New Yorker. To justify its existence, or to write, make a podcast about right. that thing, write and it then as buy a your own book. Yeah, right. Write it, as, write a it as a book so that you can adapt the book into a movie, and not even contingent on the book's success, merely its existence. Its existence. That mm-hmm. they just want to know it exists in another form. So as so, the TV executive who greenlights it when it fails, if it fails, they mm-hmm. go, "Well, I mean, it was a book. You know, people seem <laughs> to like the book, so it's not my fault that nobody watched it." So my fuck yourself. It's the intellectual property. Hey, it doesn't matter. Hey, hey, go fuck yourself. Thank you. Thank you for my That was wonderful. Hard cosine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how much of this industry it runs on just people not wanting to be blamed for failure. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like that's the engine that drives everything. I had a terrible idea for a show that I'll never make that uh, if anyone wants to take it, they're free to have it. But I, it was about intellectual property. It was about someone like, like in our industry who tries to, who wants to sell a show, but they can't because they're, they need something original. So they, uh, they hire someone to commit crimes for them 
to commit murders so they could uh, write a book about their murders <laughs> and then make it into a TV show. That's that very funny. Yeah. You know, it was a little dark and no one would ever buy it because it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. You would need, I would need someone to, to – yeah, you would yeah. – yep. Blood on your hands. <laughs> it's just turtles all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys, this has been so delightful. Thank you for taking this trip through my mind <laughs> um, and for coming on the show and uh listeners thank you for listening if you like what you're hearing or even if you don't please make sure you're subscribed leave us a nice review click five stars wherever you're listening um uh excuse me i read the reviews on the show uh and uh also i almost forgot that is no good i would like to say hello and thank you to uh our new patrons allison wants to say thank you to a couple special Thank you, Tony. I would like to say hello and welcome to Chindi, Chelsea Burns, Megan, Linda White, Michael C., who is at the annual level, Sarah, and Daniel Schweitz. Hello. Welcome. I hope you are enjoying all of the rewards. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Subscribe for uh, a year. So do an annual subscription. Get two months free. Um, okay. So back to what I was saying. Uh, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen. I'm on all of them. If once one pops up i'm on there uh and then also listen to my other podcasts childish and upworthy weekly uh, uh subscribe to my youtube channel youtube.com slash allison rosen i feel like that's i'm on cameo i feel like that's everything okay josh gondelman where might we find you what oh should we gosh. look out for i'm at josh gondelman g-o-n-d-e-l man at um twitter and instagram and and tiktok i post some stand-up stuff uh josh gondelman.com for tour dates i've got um, Minneapolis, Chicago, Milwaukee, Toronto, Salt Lake City coming up in the next month and a half. Um, and then I have a, a, a the newsletter, joshgondelman.substack.com. The newsletter is called That's Marvelous and it's pep talks just once a week. And that's where you, you can also find all my other stuff I put in the newsletter too. Lovely. And Miles, what about you? Would you like to plug anything? Sure. You could you could find me on what's left of Twitter at, <laughs> uh, at, at MilesCon. Uh, you could uh, look at uh, some of my work on MilesCon.com. And um, if anyone in Hollywood is listening, I actually do. I have optioned actually a book that's really interesting that I think would be a great series <laughs> based on my life story and mm -hmm. uh, an article that I read in uh, Vox.com. So uh, <laughs> yeah, for that, if you want to hear more and just find me on LinkedIn, I'm, I'm there. I will be your friend on LinkedIn. <laughs> And it's K-A-H-N. Right? K -A yes, M-I-L-E-S-K-A-H-N. Wonderful. Daniel, what about you? Oh, you can follow me at Daniel Quantz on Instagram and um, Twitter if you're still hanging out there. I'm still tweeting sometimes, I guess. I don't know. Who knows what's happening? Great. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> no one knows. And Tony, what about you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton and Bizarre Albums every Tuesday and if you're in the LA area I'm going to be playing once again with Jonah Ray at the Troubadour this Sunday the 11th uh, so yeah come on out to that if you're around LA Allison won't be there that's a guarantee <laughs> you never know <laughs> oh I know sometimes I'm so you know I'm starting to do more stuff <laughs> I'm make it out 
I mean, I didn't even listen to the date, but you never know. What <laughs> Her kids say? are big fans, so she will not be attending. <laughs> <laughs> what day did you say? Sunday. This Sunday. The 11th. Oh, yeah. No, I won't be there. <laughs> but you never know if it were a different day. Anyway, you guys, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 